0: Hey, everybody, just a reminder that if you're in LA, come check out our live show. It's every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock at the UCB Theater, and it's only five bucks. Enjoy the show.
1: Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your
2: hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Thanks for coming out put to the your UCB. Put your, to please your your cell and please put your hands together. Put for your Put your hands, host, hands together. Put your hands together. Put your, your hands, host, hands together. Put your You.
3: hooray you, you made it just in time you nailed the shit out of that look at that that's a cool entry too and you like the best that's like the best in the house plus right exact, also a jacket yeah you got like, I didn't want to overlook that you got cool wait what's that about did you just get that no this is from San Francisco from the 80s yeah yeah am I right that's cool like, from your 80s, or just like a different 80s? A relative's 80s. You just get that mail down here, or what? Since the 80s, or how long? Yeah, I was a little kid. You were a little kid, and you were gifted like a way too big jacket. Yeah. I'm, I couldn't be more into it. That's so awesome. I just I'm just taking a minute for how cool that is because you held that up like the second I was like how are you and you were like I'm doing obviously I'm doing great I've been holding on to this jacket for a while is your is your cousin here No. no. All right. I get it. You're making a lot of sense. That's cool. That's cool. All right guys we're gonna have an amazing show so look at all of you guys who is uh whos a who has been to see the show in the past clap if you've seen the show oh that's a lot of you okay, and then who's here for the first time who's at the show for the first time okay also a lot of you so welcome we're here every Tuesday night at eight we are called put your hands together I'm Cameron I am your host you can clap for me if you want to Exciting we got a great lineup tonight. Also, a little known fact that's actually pretty widely known for those of you that've been here before. Uh, not only do we put on a great stand-up show here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles, but also this show is available as a podcast for free that you can put in your ears and then when you when you're here, you can have interactions with us where we notice your jackets and then when you're at home, you can just allow us into your lives in a a kind of a more of a a less active way (laughs) so it's a lot of different
2: things
3: (laughs) which is very exciting and uh, thank you in advance for the listening that you're going to be doing later what happened to your leg, are you alright? yeah, you're golden? what happened? Uh, (laughs)
2: dancing
3: (laughs) I should have guessed, look at you like if I know anything about my white blazers that I hurt my knee dancing, um, huh, did you have to like have surgery or something? Or no, just like a an immobilizer. Yeah, yeah, literally the knee. Yeah, that would be a pain in the knee. That's one way to cut that ass middleman out. That's what comics do. We kind of you know we make like comparisons in the world. <laughs> I've been in a knee immobilizer a bunch of times in my life. I know you wouldn't believe that because look at how I'm standing on my legs. As if they've never been damaged, but I've had knee surgery twice. I know it is intense. It is intense. The first time I wasn't dancing, but I was playing soccer and I was in high school. I slide tackled a girl and then she, you broke all the cartilage in my knee. So it didn't work so good uh, or well. Um, and then the second time, the second surgery, I was just uh just standing in place. I don't know if it happens, but it was a bad day. It was a bad day when you're just like, "Oh, really? That's even a thing. I thought these worked until you, you know, like actively, you know danced or, or soccered them right up, but now. It's just aging, guys. Natural aging process. You can tear that cartilage just in a static way. <laughs> I was with a dog at the time. I would have said walking a dog, but we weren't walking. I was just standing next to a dog that I was in charge of. We had been walking, but we were static at the moment of the injury. And I was just standing in place, and then I, and I went like, Oh my God! And then this dog was like, What? <laughs> And then I had to. I did like this kind of whole like, like we're gonna like I'd kind of you know like we're gonna make it. You know, like I cracked the whiskey around that dog's neck, and I was like, you know, pull me home. And um, <laughs> so it was a thing. I had a, I had a real, I had a real good. Well, I don't know if I had. All right, I did go to the Abbey this week for the first time. And for those of you, yeah, a couple people can clap. Yes, that know what I'm talking about. Uh, The Abbey is like a legendary gay club. It's uh, most of the characters in the L word are just the Abbey. Um, Legendary gay club here in Los Angeles. And I did a gay... uh, Oh, I'm a homosexual, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. And I did a a gay show. Um, I don't always... I don't do a lot of gay shows just for whatever reason. Sometimes they happen at dance clubs. That's, you know, more your scene. <laughs> not my scene. I'm into soccer and standing. So they have not a lot of, like, dance clubs. But I do, I've done, like, some cool gay shows. I've done some really, I think the coolest one is I'm the only woman to have ever entered Steamworks Chicago, which is an all-male bathhouse. <laughs> and I did a show in there. They gave me a special pass because you have to have an M on your driver's license just to get into this bathhouse. But they said... But except for Cameron Esposito, she can come in here and do a show. And I will tell you, it is distracting. (laughs) It's distracting. Also, like, what a world! I was, like, having the time of my life, like... Just, like, I can't even believe what you men get away with. Like, what a life! You know, just... Like, actually, the audience was facing me, but I was facing the showers that were behind the audience, just, like, trying to talk to them about, like, you know, public transit is whatever, and they just like, wow. <laughs> so, I've done that. Um, but I did this show, and then afterwards, a bunch of, uh, celesbians. Which is a word. It's tossed around the blogosphere, which is another word that is popular on the internet. A bunch of uh, lesbians saw me be hilarious, and they were like, well, Esposito, just this once, you can come with us, even though you don't have a long scarf on. <laughs> As I was dressed like this, my, my, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend, Ria Butcher, who's also a very hilarious comic, Our stage manager was dressed like, are you over there, Rhea? I don't know. You should just, if you are, you should just come out and you should just, just only because we're literally wearing matching outfits. (laughs) Like, this is what we're wearing? (laughs) 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 It's ridiculous. Um, But yeah, so we were wearing this or something else, like maybe two denim jackets sewn together. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and button together. yeah, we, I button my denim jacket to this side. And she buttons hers to our baby we don't have yet. We're gonna have that baby. Some way or another, so watch out. Um, but anyway, so we were dressed like this. This really that was just a show and tell moment. Yeah. You look great. Guys Rhea Butcher ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Hilarious comic does the show often. Um, yeah, we were dressed like this, and then we went with these lesbians, and we went to this bar that, like, I've never been to before, but it's like, it's like a thing, you got like, it's like tank tops and like mesh, it's like a thing, it's like a, you know, it's like a thing. And of course, because we were with these lesbians, even in our hoodies, we got a uh, champagne bottle service, which is, first of all, ridiculous, because is champagne even like a thing that people still drink? That, it felt, it felt very, like, I loved it, but it was also very, like, it was like the same era as that jacket. Like, going into a place and being like, champagne bottle service for everybody, they're like, are you sure? Because a lot of people are into like small batch whiskey these days. So we had some champagne bottle service and then we hung out for like 35 minutes and then we went to the bathroom just to use it. <laughs> and then we left. It felt like a real achievement. Just seeing the inside of a place so dancey as that. Then we went on a walk over the weekend, and uh, I just feel weird. Someone is my hoodie bag. We went for a walk over the weekend, and uh, LA is <laughs> a great place, but it's a weird place too because it's a, a city with only one. Well, I mean, there's a lot of industries, but it has it has a major industry in it. It's like going to Washington, D.C., and, like, everybody just knows stuff about who their senator is. And that's not a thing that most people in, like, Iowa super know. Like, most people don't really Like, who's, I don't know, who's your senator? See? <laughs> 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 yeah. So you go to Washington, people are really into that. They're really into, like, you know, red ties, white shirt, blue suit. So if you go to LA, people are like, they're just kind of raised in the, in the entertainment industry. It's very funny to see. Like, I heard somebody say this on the phone. <sighs> <sighs> well, you didn't even listen to the first six episodes and now you want to produce it, mom?
2: <laughs>
3: Which is such, what? Mom? Who's your mom? <laughs> I can't believe Chris Hardwick is your mom! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's such a, and like, just, but also the like, lightness to that, you know, like the joking around with your mom, just like, ha ha, mom, like you're just gonna come in here into my bedroom, which the sign says, do not disturb and produce this, come on! <laughs> like, it's such a, I love the like, "fuck you, mom." I'm producing this myself, and it'll be underwritten by underwritten by several major studios. You know, like I just love the. It's so specific. <laughs> so look for those moments. Um, also, uh, Rhea and I have been working on our regional LA accent. Um, if anybody wants to, if you just even, you just you could even say like just one sentence, in uh, like what's one just a sentence? Say a sentence. Okay, that's interesting. He went with a sentence. Uh, which I don't think is a sentence. Is that a sentence? Yeah, like just like, uh, like like just give me a sentence, anything. About your life, day. This is tough, huh? Are you from L.A.? Oh, you're not from L.A.? It's okay, I am just looking for a sentence. Oh, yeah. No, I just was looking for a regular sentence. Okay, that's cool, but I do like that's so dank also. So maybe we'll maybe we'll put these together cuz all right, you said that's so dank and then you said I'm going to watch you to use me to watch penguins together. So then this is uh I'm going to translate uh all, I'm going to just work on my this is my uh, regional so I'm, I'm using those two uh different sentences and then this is my uh regional uh, uh Angelino accent. <clears throat> uh <laughs> Addition. That's a pretty good impression. It's a pretty good impression, guys. We got an awesome show tonight. Are you ready to get this thing started? Hey, coming to the stage right now. Hilarious man, very, very funny comic. You have seen him on Comedy Central. Let's hear right now from Mr. Raj Desai, guys. Give it up for Raj!
4: Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for having me, everybody. Uh, Cameron's talking a lot about Los Angeles, and uh, I've lived in L.A. a long time. and uh, You know, you see some pretty interesting things living in Los Angeles. Like the other week, I was walking down the street, and I swear to God, I walked into a real, live Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. You know that Norman Rockwell painting where the homeless guy is masturbating behind a Baja Fresh? <laughs> It was uh, that Norman Rockwell painting? <laughs> um, I, I'm obviously a comedian, but I actually moved to L. A. to break into uh, serious dramatic acting, and I'm happy to say I think I finally caught my big break because I was recently cast as Hamlet. It's in a movie called "Medea Goes to See Hamlet." <laughs> um, man, I haven't read the script, but it sounds pretty good. I uh, Actually, uh, I grew up in Texas, and uh, I grew up in North Texas, and um, high school football there is huge, and uh, believe it or not, I played high school football, you know, and the coaches there look for every advantage they can get, and our coach used to ask the entire team to refrain from masturbating the night before a game, yeah, because that way, come game time, we'd all be ready to masturbate together. <laughs> You guys ever do that? Um, I played baseball when I was a kid. I was actually a pretty good pitcher. And uh, all my uh, teammates nicknamed me Lefty. It was because my dad left our family. (laughs) uh, There are people shouting at the wrong times. I said pitcher and some guy was like, I was like, what? This uh Roger Clemens is sitting uh, on or some newer (laughs) pitcher from ten years ago. Uh in addition to being a stand up, I'm also a writer. And uh I tell you what, I feel really sorry for people who write like really serious dramatic movies, you know, and then some porno company comes along and they just take the title and they turn it into some gross porno. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like uh, that movie, Saving Private Ryan, was turned into shaving Ryan's privates. Or uh, that movie, uh, Goodwill Hunting, was turned into Goodwill Humping. Anyway, I hope the same thing doesn't happen in the movie I'm writing. It's called Gum on My Vase, Volume Six. I mean, I would hate to see that movie rude, you know? Such a good idea for a movie. I mean, don't you want to know how that gum got on that vase? For the sixth time? You guys, uh, you guys watch that show, Breaking Bad? Yeah, it's a great show. And I read about this shop in New Mexico that's selling Breaking Bad-inspired crystal meth. Yeah, and even though it's a fake thing, I thought it was in pretty poor taste. But then I was at a shop in L.A. recently, and they were selling something that was in even worse taste. It was a Darman Greg inspired DVD. Oh, that's good. We got some D and G heads out there. Nothing wrong with that. Um. Because I have a lot of friends who tell me they have days that feel like an episode of Seinfeld. And uh, I must be a lot less interesting than my friends. Um, because I only have days that feel like an episode of Reba. <laughs> Do you guys know uh, the sitcom Reba? It stars country singer Reba McIntyre. Um, I've actually never seen it. Uh, but I like to read Reba episode summaries on my Time Warner guide. And if you guys haven't done that, that is the only reason to have cable. Uh, and they had one episode summary, my favorite one. All it said was, Reba cooks too much pasta. That was it. They did not elaborate on how Reba got herself into that. And after reading that a couple weeks later, I was making some spaghetti, I couldn't finish it. And I was like, this is just like an episode of Reba. You know, the one where she cooks too much pasta? Um, if you guys are uh, if you guys are interested Reba is a new sitcom it's uh, called Malibu Country it's on Friday nights on ABC uh, she plays a woman who moves from uh, Nashville to Malibu after getting a divorce it's really your classic Reba out of water story (laughs) you guys thought I didn't have another Reba joke in me and then I did uh, I don't leave you guys with this. You guys know how a lot of people... Well, you guys all live in L.A., so I'm sure you've heard this. Uh, a lot of people always say, a lot, of, a lot of the big-time famous actors, that they're gay, you know, but they won't come out of the closet because if they did, then uh, they wouldn't be offered the movie roles they get because then their movies wouldn't seem believable because they're gay. You know, I've heard that by a lot of actors. And uh, I hate to say it, but I think that logic might be accurate because I've heard that a lot about Hugh Jackman, you know, that he's in the closet... And I just saw this Hugh Jackman movie. Maybe some of you guys saw it. It's called Real Steel. And in this movie, Real Steel, Hugh Jackman plays a guy who teaches robots how to box. He plays a robot boxing instructor. (laughs) And after I saw that movie, I was like, man, if I knew for a fact that Hugh Jackman was gay, uh, this movie would seem ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, a gay robot boxing instructor? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> All right, guys, you've been great. Thank you very much. Give it up for Cameron.
3: Oh, wow. Why I guys, Raj, decide one more time for Raj. <laughs> he is hilarious. That last one, I. Uh man, you know, I was clapping backstage, you know? This is really working for me, because it's you know, political, but also about movies I'm interested in, like real steel and robots and stuff.
2: That's awesome.
3: Hey, uh, we're gonna keep the show right on rolling. Uh, this next performer, he has a podcast that is called Improv for Humans that you should definitely check out. It's an awesome show. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Besser. Let's hear from Matt. Hey, everybody.
0: All right, I don't have much time, and I'm working on material in the biggest way. I want to develop some shit. You going to help me, Steelers? You going to help me out here? All right, don't be shy, sir. You're in the front row, and you're wearing shorts. Not a good combo. Okay, Steelers, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to give you uh, uh, some four categories here. I'm going to give you a pen to help me out here, one category, because I'm about to do a bunch of characters, right? And you're going to have to evaluate them. I just want you to be honest, okay? And here are the categories. A character can be made into a movie, its own television show. And think about it. television show is a bigger deal than a movie, because I want to go like seven seasons. So when, so when you see the character, you're to go, this can last seven seasons, okay? But a movie, it's a one-off. It might get like a couple of sequels, but don't, don't think about that yet, okay? The third car- category is just a great character, okay? And then the fourth category is just no. Okay, and you don't like it, so you gotta be honest with me, all right? You promise to be honest, don't humor me, don't be nice. You, w- you have no reason to be nice to me anyway, right? Do you know, are you a fan of mine? No, right? You have no idea who I am. So straight. No straight. This is what I want. Don't pity me. He is a neutral focus group. I'm Obama's son, by the way. All right, here we go. Let's evaluate these characters. Most most people have how how most performers have how many characters, sir? like a your regular sketch performance SNL how many characters do you have in his life in his world guess average average guess average 6 exactly 6 to 8 i call that 7 6 to 8 characters i'm going to do like 16 right now holy fucking shit feel free to take out your cell phones and hold them up and record this Don't be the dummy that missed the miracle. All right, this first character is called Bad Whistler, frustrated with his sexual harassing limitations. Hey, baby, nice ass. Why can't I sexually harass with a whistle? All right, this guy's name is long story short. This guy's name is long story short. He's probably staying on your couch for a few weeks. You know this guy, you come home from work and long story short, he's like, hey dude, you know how I broke my sunglasses? And uh, you know how the 7-Eleven, they got a deal on Big Gulps? Long story short, I broke your plasma screen. Dude, tell me the story. Next, uh, art critic who gets too close to the art. I found the painting to be blurry, unfocused, (laughs) hard to see as a whole, and it hurt the tip of my nose. Nazi David Blaine. For my next stunt, I won't hate Jews for 24 hours. (laughs) All right, this guy's called The Resonator, okay? Everything resonates with The Resonator, okay? Just be honest with me, sir. Okay, uh, how old are you? 23. Ah, 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23, 23. What's your favorite food? Not sure. (laughs) Not being sure. Yeah. I know what that's all about. I think I do. It's a new character, the resonator, not being sure. The unimaginative career counselor. The unimaginative career counselor. I think you should really think about getting a job as a career counselor. Oh, I told you that last time? Maybe get a job as a desk
2: you No.
0: Know? Okay. guy who doesn't get the interesting part of the story the guy who doesn't get the interesting part of the story dude last night I was at McDonald's and I spilled some ketchup on my shirt and I went into the bathroom and this crackhead started blowing me and I couldn't get the ketchup out can you believe it I was at the sink for like an hour and could not get it out Crackhead Blobby was like, hey, what's up with that ketchup? I was like, I know. Oh. Bizarro Morrissey. Bizarro Morrissey. Everybody eat meat. Leave the plants alone. I'm not shy at all. I want to fuck some pussy. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. I'm not shy. Okay, I got the light, so we got to break it down now. Okay. 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 Tell me. How many are movies? Okay, which one? Which one? Do you remember? Unimaginable Career Counselor could be a movie. You're right. Could be. I could definitely go on for an hour. And then there'd be a twist, and that would take us home. Every comedy movie, the last half hour sucks. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, come on. Uh, Stripes. Okay, TV's. Which one are TV shows? Can you remember? The second one. Oh fuck! I'm going to go through it. Uh, okay, let me just ask you. Bad, Bad Whistler. What's that? Is that a TV show? Just a great character. I think that could be at least a three-year television show. What about Long Story Short? That's a TV show. That's a TV show, definitely. What about Art Critic Who Gets Too Close to the Art? I think that was just a great character. Just a great character. That's definitely a movie. Definitely a movie. Nazi David Blaine. Oh, that a TV show. Yeah, that's a TV show with a spin off. The Resonator. Yeah, that's definitely a TV show. Did any of them suck? Only the last one. Which one was that? Oh. I didn't commit to the Morrissey thing. Maybe he doesn't know who Morrissey is. (laughs) What's that? Because I do know who Morrissey is. Okay, easy. (laughs) I like a dude in a Steelers shirt going, I do know who Morrissey is. I'll tell you, I just went to the Morrissey concert recently. I've never seen more fights break out than at that (laughs) concert. It was crazy. I'm not even kidding. People need meat to calm the fuck down. (laughs) All right, guys, I have fun. See you.
3: Matt Besser, you are now suddenly we're interviewing each other. Okay. Before we were just talking like humans. We're not interviewing each other. I'm not going to interview you. No (laughs) No questions for you. Yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, so this is this is a theater that you helped to create, yes, along with two others in New York, uh-huh. and only because this is a podcast, there might be some people who don't live in LA or New York that don't know that.
2: Uh-huh. So
3: how long have you guys been in LA now?
0: Um, bum 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 bum. bum. I don't know, six years. I'm so terrible with. That's something to know about me, is I'm terrible with dates, and, and I get asked this all the time. When did the UCB start? How many <laughs> years have you been in New York? I never know the answer.
3: Well, that's okay. I
0: think it's like, was it 2006? I can't remember.
3: So you guys were in New York first? Yeah, since 96. In New York since 96, then you came out here. And did you all live out here? Did you live out here? When I was air? the
0: first one out here. I left soon after 9-11. Not because of 9-11. Yeah, like, I don't even need to say more. it, but yeah. you know what? It makes me sound like a better person to say it, I think. So I'm going to keep to that. Yeah, I left after 9-11 because so I wasn't putting up with any of that terrorist bullshit. Yeah,
3: you just got right right over to the other coast. Right. How do you like L.A.? I
0: think I'm an L.A. kind of guy. Are you? Yeah, like I like warm labs? weather. Oh, no, I'm not a phony. What your no, listeners no, no. thinking that. No, there's I'm not. so real.
3: There's a vibe. Uh, That's
0: a trash can going by. Yeah, See, this, this is how really I know. behind is, the scenes. Yeah, this is
3: not. This is not making you funny at all.
0: Do regular listeners know that trash can?
3: They don't know that trash can, but we are. I mean, I guess I should say just for a little commentary that mm-hmm. we are in like a little alley. That's yeah. sort of part of the green room that's in the Some DCV. people
0: aren't performers. They don't know what does behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Is it large? Is it small?
3: It's kind of smelly. We're sometimes. connected to a bunch yeah. of
0: restaurants. So
3: there's a smelliness to it. But yeah, the makes smell it doesn't feel... come from us. No, no, we're not smelling. It is just yeah. the Guys, Matt Besser! One more time for Matt Besser. You know, I feel like I actually kinda I wanted to like He also, uh, this is also his theater. I didn't say that. (laughs) It's also true about Matt. He did a great, he did a great job of making a space for us all to hang out and yell about things. Football teams and, uh, oh, that was it. You, you're the Steelers guy. Got it. (laughs) But you do have, like, an, uh, you have an artsy enough, like, like, I don't know, the beard with the, with the, with the bald head is, like, I can kind of go artsy. With the, with the combo of plaid shorts, Steelers tee. There's like an artsiness to it. I believe you know a lot of bands and, and people that sing music. Yeah, you're welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, what did you do today with your day It was today? You did nothing? Oh wow, I feel good. You woke up, you were like, not today. (laughs) To everything. That sounds messy. Feels like a lot of things could have, you know, built up on you. What do you, do you have a, do you have a career or a job situation? What do you do? I work loss prevention. You work in loss prevention? Oh, that means like, cracking skulls, right? (laughs) That means like you're like get back here with those shorts. <laughs> Sometimes. Did you ever have like another uh, enforcing type of a job before you were working in loss prevention? Like were you ever a bouncer or no? Did it, was it how how did it how was it starting out? Like, did you feel like you, you could already, at the beginning, approach people and tell them that they were stealing turkeys in their shirts? Right off the bat, you were like, Ma'am, that's a turkey! You didn't, there was no moment where you were like, Is it a turkey or a bag? Like, you didn't have to... You were just fine the whole time? That's inspiring. I think it is. Round of applause for this gentleman. <laughs> I'm tough but I have a hard time like, a, like, uh, getting aggressive with people that haven't specifically wronged me or the people that I love I think that's what would be my problem cause you know like I'd have to like every time somebody was stealing a turkey or shorts I'd have to imagine that they were stealing that turkey and shorts from my family <laughs> so <laughs> that's why you got a great imagination So you don't need that kind of shit okay. good we're doing it we're all doing great yeah. Yes? Did you have a good day today, sir? I did, yeah. What did you do today? Um, I don't want to say nothing. But nothing happened at all. Yeah. You have an interesting accent. It might not be one. It could just be that you talk cool. <laughs> Are you from a, a different place than this, or is that just how you talk out of your face? I'm from Indiana. I'm what? From Indiana. No, I mean, I understood the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, your accent is so thick. Come again? <laughs> Indiana? Yeah. But you do understand you kind of talk like you have a British accent, right? Uh, I
1: didn't know. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I okay. think sometimes, like, I used to wait at tables and. People be like, how long
3: have you been in the country? And you're like, <laughs> well, I moved out of Indiana 10 years ago, so 10 years. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, I'm from Illinois, you know? We just, we look across the border at each other and we say, I bet it's better over there, and it isn't. Not in either place.
2: <laughs> Get out of there!
3: <laughs> now, Chicago's great. Yeah. Where are you? That's right. Woo-hoo. That's right. <laughs> Chicago's awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Like, I, lo- like, because we know each other, but I love that you turned to just, like, see if everybody could be on your side, and everybody was like, no. <laughs> that was a really wonderful moment, because you, you, like, held up a power fist, and then you look behind you. Chicago's great. Yeah! Well, that's, hey, uh... Good job getting out of <laughs> mm. And you know what? Whatever your accent is, it sounds cool coming out of your mouth. And, uh, you got, the, you got the facial hair to back it up, so it's nice. You got, like, that little thin mustache. Yeah, like a kind of a... Like a princess bride, sort of like a... Like, like were you kidnapped, or did you take over the, you know? And I always was pretty into that guy. I thought he was very handsome. You do look like a kind of a cariola, sort of a type. If you're going to go out for anything, you should go out for Princess Bride 2, which I don't think they're making, but she couldn't ask them to make that so you could be in it. All right, guys, we're doing great. Our next comic, she is on MTV's Girl Code, which is tonight at 10.30, so you could literally watch her here and then go home and then still watch her. And why would you not do that? Because she's amazing and hilarious, and she's going to rock your socks. Let's hear it right now for Alice Weatherland, Guys, give it up for Alice. Thank you, Cameron.
5: Hello, hi. Cameron, I got worried I was gonna say Carmen. She's telling me how people call her Carmen. I'm like, what if I did it now? He's so shitty. Uh, I'm gonna open with an impression in case you guys need to gradually transition out of Besserville. Uh, this is my impression of a cool Nazi. All right, you ready, ready to hear this? A cool Nazi, okay. Where are your papers? Your pap where-, where are your papers? No, 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 no. Your rolling papers. I- I'm a cool Nazi. I'm a cool Nazi. Yeah, we're good, we're good, yeah. He's a cool Nazi. You know, it's pretty cool. Uh, so I just, uh, I'm glad to be here. I just moved here from New York City, which I know makes me incredibly unique. Um, I'm like a monk seal. Um, I like it out here. It's nice. It's easy to find an apartment. Uh, finding an apartment in New York is like looking for a needle exchange program in a a haystack. They don't have them. They don't have them in there. Yeah, Twitter had the same idea about that joke. (laughs) No faves. All right. Pardon me. I found this apartment on Craigslist one time in New York, and, uh, this is a real ad I saw on Craigslist. It was like, looking for a roommate for only $5 a month. I was like, well, it was probably a catch. Uh, <laughs> so I'm street smart. <laughs> and, uh, and I open it up. Um, I'm paraphrasing. This is a real ad. It's what it said. It was like, looking for a roommate to share my spacious West Village two-bedroom loft for just $5 a month. All you need to do is be a super hot female in your 20s and just keep the place sparkling clean, wearing nothing but your panties at all times and I was like there's your catch you know because I am a slob Um, sparkling Um, tidy at best Uh, but my question about that was just why isn't it free it's just fee about you know what I mean my, my favorite thing I ever saw on Craigslist was a uh, an ad. Somebody was looking for a nanny, and the the job listing was like, we are looking for a Mary Poppins to take care of our kids. <laughs> it's like, what a whimsical way to say white. <laughs> so that is. Oh, shit. Yeah, super kind of fragilistic, please don't be Haitian. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, man, we get it. We get what you're doing. It's cool. It's cool, so... I'm a feminist. Uh, I really don't like the C word. That's a word I don't like. I have a problem with it. I think it's derogatory. There's no word you could say to a man that's that derogatory. So I'm always like, where would I have to be mentally to say that to another woman, you know? And the answer is driving in LA. Uh, because it's just, get out of my lane, you dripping cunt. Uh, just... Soundtrack. Um, I like it out here. I like it. I went to an, I had an audition. A second callback recently to be in a commercial starring none other than Joe Pesci. our own Joe Pesci. I was so excited. Totally thought I was a shoe in Didn't get it. Found out from the grapevine that uh, they went with this other girl because some of the other talent from the commercial liked her better. And I was like, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that Joe Pesci has an opinion about me? Oh my god. I made it, I'm huge. Here I am, Hollywood. Here's my card, Alice Wetterland, Joe Pesci does not care for me, so. Give me a call, he knows who I am. like to use it to get into a fancy restaurant. Hey, just don't sit me next to Pesci. That guy hates me, he definitely, definitely knows all about me. So, the are probably like, well, what's her relationship with her dad like? I'll get into it. My dad. My dad. He was like on this medication that made him super depressed, and um, this is a number of years ago. And I don't know if anybody's here ever had something in their life that threatened to commit suicide, but if you do, you know it can be like very annoying. Uh, just repeatedly, you know, uh, and he'd say things like, "I don't want to be a burden to the family." Something of taking a long walk off a short pier, and I'd be like, "Dad, don't be ridiculous." Like suicide watch is a much bigger burden than just, like, you. (laughs) How you are, like, now, you know? You're all talk. (laughs) Where's this action? Uh, So, yeah. We had to take him off that medication because it was booze, and now things are good. Also, my mom got remarried to a super cool dude. My stepdad is, he's, like, really into computers, so I always want to call him Dad 2.0, but it's not just, like, a better version of my real dad. Like, if my stepdad were the iPad... To my real dad would be like a carrot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
5: know, he's oh, <laughs> a monster. No, he's great. Uh, everybody's fine. It's good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I got married uh, this year. It's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's a boy. I don't know. What do you say? Uh, we went to this. We got married in this hotel that was closed all summer, so I was like having to leave them all voicemails, and their outgoing message was really. Kind of overzealous. It was like, you've reached the sugar tree and we are closed for the summer holiday. Please leave a message at to the tone for bookings. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hello? Um, yeah, there's a man in my house. Look at advice is something I can hit him with? He's putting a hole in my card? (laughs) Fairness to that lady that I just made up. Uh, I did call 911 recently. It was so weird, the operator picked up and she was like, 911, what is your emergency? And if you need to book a hotel, please call the hotel directly. (laughs) That's weird. Mother's Day is coming up. I wanted to read you this text that my mom just sent me literally 10 minutes ago. I was backstage. Um, Cameron, you can verify that this really just happened. She sent me this text message that said, uh, hey, guess what I found in the spare sock file? (laughs) Me, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, I really wanted to know. I was thinking maybe it'd be like something I left at home, you know, I was excited about that. Uh, remember the spare sock file? Yes. What did you find? (laughs) I found the tiny skull of a bird. (laughs) I wrote, oh, my bird skull. <laughs> uh, check my Instagram for a photo of it that she sent me. Uh, so I, I, I'll leave you this. I really love football. Um, I know, right? Uh, it's, it's my favorite, and I love the beginning of the season when all the players are wearing, like, the pink socks and shoes and stuff. It's, like, so... It's touching, you know, because I've never seen so much breast cancer awareness among so many rapists. Um, I like, oh, bless their hearts, you know? Uh, but I guess I know what I'd do if I ever saw like Ben Roethlisberger in a dark alley, you know? He'd be like, I'm gonna rape you. And I'd be like, I got breast cancer. And he'd be like, uh, you yeah, cool, get out of here. You know, and it'd be great. So, thanks a lot, you guys. I'm Alice. Have a good night.
3: <laughs> guys, let's hear it for Alice Wetterland one more time. just get that bird skull, I will confirm it. That, that is a, that is a, oh, let's give it up for parents texting. Just <laughs> parents texting. they it's so, it's like, such a, it's so, I mean, that, this is gonna happen to us. Like, there. you know, I don't know what my thing is. I guess it's talking about bands. Or, uh, like, if anybody, um, I don't know for like for an hour yesterday. Ria kept playing music and I just kept saying, "Is this Fugazi?" Because I thought it was funny every time. Because I don't know what I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is, but she loves that. So then I just kept asking her. <laughs> She'd be like, "No, this is clearly Beyonce," and I'd say, "Well, her I know. You better get that Fugazia. Super Bowl halftime gig for me to—I think that's like pretty much what they're patently against. Actually, it turns out. But what if that's like that's when they—if they were like no, no man, no man, damn the man, five-dollar tickets, you know, free to—and then somebody was like, have you considered playing the Super Bowl? And they were like, we're in! And then it was like Doritos presents Fugazi. <laughs> What if that's what they're? What if they're waiting and wait until like the one big chip offer where they're like, eh, I guess we'll score this Michael Bay film. That could happen. You don't know that that won't happen. It could totally happen. They could be waiting. They could just be waiting to. Uh, who are they? I know they're a band. Did you say they're a band? They're the best band. Yeah. Well, listen. I don't know who that is or what they sound like, but I do know from looking at you. That I'm sure, they're fucking into it. <laughs> like you got long hair and like, you know, glasses <laughs> that don't that have a wireframe. So, just by the name of that band, that's what I was imagining. Like you, like you. what's on your what is on your shirt? What does it say? It's a, yeah, sound like- it's a band, right? I knew that that was a band shirt just from like the vague antlers. <laughs> I don't think there's antlers. But what, who is it? What's it called? Fell to Low. Fell to Low?
2: <laughs>
3: Fucking love those guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fucking love those guys. I mean, this is how bad it is. It's, like, really bad. I just don't... I don't... I just, like, never invested my time in music. So when people play good music for me, I can super get into it, but I just don't know anything about it. Like, last week, uh, we had um, Brendan Small on, who was the creator of uh, Metalocalypse. Woo! And I was talking to him backstage, because we do these interviews that I sometimes put into the podcast, and this is literally what I said. He is, a, he is an actual metal, like, he is, he is a metal guy. He makes metal come out of a guitar, see? This is how I talk about music. <laughs> and I said to him, I was like, was it interesting to try and, like, put a band in a TV show? Because, like, you know, you guys were a band, you know, like, you actually are, you know, you have musical talent. You know, it's, like, it's pretty different than, like, the Brady Bunch, where they just took actors and had them pretend to sing. And I asked him that question and he was very kind because he didn't stop me right there and punch me in the face for saying, how is your show different than the Brady Bunch? (laughs) Like in my mind, that's actually what I asked him like, how is your metal show about metal different than that, than those kids that are singing along wearing, then they're doing like... (laughs) (laughs) So do you feel like that's one of your influences, the Brady Bunch? So anyway, I'm not cool about music, not, but, it's, I'm, but I'm willing to learn. So feel free to leave any suggestions. Uh, you, you can tweet them at me. I'm uh, at doesn't know music. <laughs> it's not sure. it's just Cameron Esposito, but uh, you know, however you wanna, you can also just wear t-shirts, I'll ask you about them in the show. Uh, great, awesome, we're gonna, hey, move it right along. And, and very excited, been on everything that is comedy, pretty much, Huge huge uh, huge deal around town. And very funny man, Mr. Brendan Walsh. Guys, give it up for Brendan! Come out! <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the thing that we're trying to do. We're trying to, yeah. Are you alright? Do you need know to do a paper bag? No, I, after my yeah. performance, I it get really winded. Yeah, there was a lot so <gasps> to wind
6: you. Well, the dance
3: number. That, that was fantastic. fantastic. You that went really well.
6: Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I know. They started off rough. Booed me off stage. But, you but got then the booze, the they booed me around the room uh-huh. and then booed me back onto yeah. the stage. Yeah. And that's when it.
3: They said, let's give them one more chance. Yeah,
6: yeah, well, it was the power of the booze. Yeah. They just booed me around the room, right. booed me back onto the stage. It was like, ah, they booed me too much.
3: How, long, how many times have you told. So you told, like, a story,
6: basically. I t- and yeah. knows
3: it, it's, it's, it's worked out and it's jokes. How many, kind of. Is it, or is it newer?
6: It's new, yeah. Okay. I how mean, it's a true story. But, right. uh. A little tip, a little inside yeah, comedy that's info. that's exactly what we want. Uh, I didn't get pulled over twice in one night. There are two separate times. But for the sake of the joke, I...
3: You make it one.
6: Make it one night, because why, you know... Nobody's yeah, so, interested in your life story.
3: Well, it's also hard to stop and start. I mean, you can't be... And then this other... That's a, yeah. That's a, that's then a, you're a, just talking. Turns out it's a momentum killer. <laughs> you're
6: just talking.
3: And that is something that maybe people that are listening that are not standups don't know, is that... It's not about like fabrication, but it is sometimes about collapsing a Condensing. bunch of experiences yeah. into. Gotta make it. Yeah, a cohesive point, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah,
6: you can't just drone on about your life. Like some people I know.
3: Right, like. Um, but I do think that that's. So some people, when they start, they will start telling stories right off the bat. Because mm-hmm. they think, like, that's. I feel like there's two different people, two different types of comics that start. One is, like, they've been writing jokes since they were born, Mm -hmm. and they are telling them on stage for the first time. Uh I think there's also people that are trying to tell stories, and they are just telling stories like how you would tell a friend. Yeah. Like, and then... Right. This, and then... (laughs) But the audience isn't... They're they're not your friend. So they don't have that buy-in of, like, caring about what it is. There has to be a...
6: That's supposed to be funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you are... (laughs) Unless you're, you're like,
6: Spalding Gray or something. I don't even know what he did. He killed himself. Did he? Do you know who Spalding Gray is?
3: I know that He was that's like a amazing. humorist
6: He wrote books mm-hmm. I don't know I'm not really familiar But I know he jumped Off a bridge <laughs> Oh shit that's how almost 90% of comedians Die that way
3: Jumping off bridges Yeah Or on stage Jumping Sometimes. off of stages
6: Yeah Jumping off yeah. stages
3: What are you working on Right
6: now Uh Trying to get a decent Night's sleep
3: That's hard uh, I have a hard I've been getting
6: it. Night terrors lately. Oh have you Yeah Three nights in a row
3: Oh god I'm so sorry yeah. to hear that I looked
6: it up I never had them before um, but I found out that's what it is because it's, it's, it happens right when you fall asleep as opposed to, like, in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, I go to sleep late. And that's what's causing them, I think, is because on Wikipedia it said that um, not getting enough sleep can cause them, which is kind of a cyclical thing because they wake you up two hours after you fall asleep
2: yeah.
6: and you're freaked out for, like, an hour or two before you can fall back asleep. They're weird. It's like a sleepwalking nightmare. Like, I'm not screaming. I always associate it with just, like, people screaming. Right. But it's just really, like, um, they're very real. And you wake up, like, effect, Like it takes you a while to figure out. Like, you don't wake up and go, oh, my God, that was a dream. You wake up, like, oh. Like, you still think everybody's trying to kill you and stuff for a little while. It takes you a while to, like, kind of come down from it.
3: Yeah. My my girlfriend is a sleepwalker and like
6: girlfriend, but you're a lady.
3: I know it's fucked up. That's a weird thing. Sleepwalker, to yeah, I've
6: done that. When I was in my early twenties, I went through a little sleepwalking. Uh,
3: it's a it's a, like a very it's a wild thing. To, I mean, obviously, it's different than night terrors, but but also, I'm not sleeping. Either. We're not nobody's sleeping right now. Are you? Yeah. I'm not sleeping either. I don't know what's going on. I've been
6: traveling a lot, and it's been. Um, yeah, I just haven't gotten back into like, I uh, mm-hmm. haven't like gotten into team. a healthy pattern. And I've like, I met this girl yeah. I like who lives in Australia. Girl, you're a boy. I know. Let's that's the way it's supposed bro. to go, dummy. That's so gross. You need to read the fucking manual because oh you're doing God, it wrong.
2: That's disgusting. What do you have a penis for?
6: You need to get the manual, or what I like to call the Bible. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, you seem like a pretty, pretty bi- yeah, Bible Pretty heavy Bible it's reader.
6: Plaid shirt. I know. Just bought this. You're I don't doing know. Doing trying doing out a new text? look. Usually I, just black, black or bring blue. I Andy
3: Haynes off stage. Good. I, I wish I had more time to talk about well, all here's yeah. um, Well, here's my number. We'll just out.
6: chat. Yeah. We'll Skype.
3: Thank you. Guys, Brandon Walsh, let him hear it! Awesome. We have two final comics on the show. Both of them are hilarious. This next comic, he was recently on Conan. Very funny dude. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Andy Haynes, guys. Give it up for Andy!
7: Hello, how is everybody? You guys good? Mediocre response, but that's okay. Hi, uh, I'm an 80s bullet, or bully. That's 80s bullet, what is that? I'm a bully from the 80s is what I usually say. And then I challenge you to a ski race on the K2. Um, some people get it, it's cool. Some people are cool, What whatevs. Uh, Speaking of which, I got a friend, he doesn't know what hipsters are. He's, uh, He's not from a city, so he doesn't have like a reference point. But because of that, he thinks everybody's a hipster when he comes here. He'll be like, look at that hipster. I'm like, that's a gay homeless prostitute. He's like, what about that dude? I'm like, that's a statue. He's like, what about? I'm like, that's a Subaru Forester. That's not even a dude. Super Forrester would be the hipster of Transformers, though. He'd be like, I turn into an organic produce stall. Kale, kale, kale. Oh, no, the Decepticons have gluten. I'm a Transformer, but I don't identify as one. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Uh, I just got married. That's something I just did. Thank you. I don't know why people clap for that, I don't. Especially you guys, I don't think you give a shit about marriage, it's like indoctrinated in you. But it's all, you know, it's, it's kind of like a popular thing, a lot of people are doing it. It's like the same thing, people clap for me when I say I'm sober, but that's also kind of like, that's just me saying I'm not an asshole anymore. Like if I came up here and I was like, I haven't kicked a dog for four years, and people are like, thank you very much. Somebody get that guy an American flag to wear like a cape. Um, No, but I spent $30,000 in one day. $30,000. And I don't have $30,000, nor do I now. I definitely don't have it now. But when you spend $30,000 in one day, you stop caring about the regular amounts of money that you should care about. You're like, it's not $30,000. I spent $1,000 on cake. That's what I'm trying to get to. That you can't prepare for that in your life. That's like only like a fat king is prepared for that. If I asked like single people, I was like, how much would you spend on cake? You'd be like 20 to $40. When you spend $1,000 on cake, though, you have a different relationship with that cake. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're just going just gonna to take a bite of the cake and then set the cake down? That's a $37 slice of cake. Eat the whole fucking cake, Grandma. You're not even a blood relative. (laughs) My grandma was a bitch. Uh, She was super racist. She used to throw drinks in my face when I wouldn't turn off family matters. So I feel like I can tell that joke. I feel good about it. It's a point for the good guys. I went on a diet for my wedding. I went on this diet called the paleo diet. It's also known as the caveman diet. And what it is is you emulate like a caveman's diet. But apparently I just emulated like a really lucky caveman because that guy was running into all sorts of treats. He was finding cookies and ice cream. I emulated a fat caveman is what I'm trying to tell you. I got a juicer for my wedding. Uh, you guys, if you is anybody a juice head in, in the audience? We got some juicers up in here. You guys know about this new uh, invention called juice? It's... It's sweeping the nation. If you guys like juice, get a juicer. Like, just go to Crate and Barrel, and for a one-time four to $500 investment, you can have a juicer in your house, and then for the rest of your life, you can spend 50 to $75 on produce, and you get a glass of juice in your house. Stop throwing your money away. You get to clean the juicer, too. I went on some some juice boards, you know, like on the internet. Uh, And uh, I was looking at one that was just, it was like a thread about carrot juice. It was all these different ways to make the best carrot juice. And then just some hero just chimed in at the bottom. He wrote, hey, why don't you guys just eat a carrot? How amazing, that guy should win an award. It's just fun to think how creative of a bully that guy is, that he found that thread. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to ruin some soccer moms' lives today. (laughs) Uh, It's really weird. I'm very in love with my wife. And, uh, yeah, it's very weird, um, because we both come from divorced parents. Uh, We're brother and sister. Uh, (laughs) But she can fuck. No, uh, thank you. Uh, No, we... We both come from separate (laughs) divorced parents. Uh, We have the same dad. No, I'm kidding. Um, But divorced people hate each other. They don't ever want to see each other again, you know? And then I'm wondering like how you go from being so in love to hating each other. And um, then my wife totaled two cars in one week. And I was like, I kind of get it. I could see how you would not want to see that lady anymore. (laughs) I was really nice about it, I was really nice. I helped her get the cars towed, I helped with the insurance, I didn't yell. And then she came home, and she just was being regular old her, which was, um, like, she's like messy and aloof, and just, it wasn't cool. And I'm not saying that's like a lady's job, but the week you crash two cars, you gotta step it up a little bit. (laughs) Like, if you fuck up at work, you're not gonna be late the next day, you know what I mean? So I told her, I was like, yo, you need to step your wife game up a little bit. (laughs) And she fought me on it, cause she's kind of a bitch. And, um, no, she'd agree with that. And, uh, she, she's here watching. Uh, but, um, and then she fought me on it. So we're like fighting and then we had to go somewhere. So we had to like take the fight with us. You ever been in those fights where you're like, get the fight, you know, like we're going, <laughs> like it's leftovers or something or jackets. So we're like getting in the car and I'm like, put your seatbelt on, I hope you fucking die. And then we're like running errands. I'm like, yeah, we need
0: avocados,
7: bitch. And then like fighting across LA and then we get to where I need to go and I get out of the car and she starts crying. And I'm like, why are you crying? And she's like, the fight's not over. And I was like, just hit pause on it and we'll pick it up later. We'll think of some better arguments. It'll be great. And then she goes, but what if I get in another car accident? And I was like, don't call me. That would be what I'd say. That'd be your third car accident this week. I would say just push the car into the ocean and start a new life somewhere else. That would be my advice for you after three car accidents. Hey, you guys are wonderful. Have a wonderful night.
3: Hi, how are you? You guys just did really well, first of all. Uh, did thank very you very well. much, thank you. And also Andy was talking on stage about his wife. Yeah. And that is you me, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> is a thing. And you say that she's here uh-huh. but you don't say that she's do you guys ever like come out yeah. about it on stage?
7: We will. A lot of times like if uh, if we do the road together, mm-hmm. we kind of will do it then because people just see us hanging out. Yeah, it
3: makes more sense. Yeah. And and sometimes, it doesn't seem like a secret that you're like, yeah. that the audience has to decode like, ooh, they seemed so yeah. intimate. Yeah,
7: And sometimes people just know. But I think but the reason why it we it, keep the distance is because it sometimes can, since people, if people know that she's my wife and I tell a joke about
2: her right, that's kind of derogatory. Right,
5: jokes that are really just down on me yeah so you know, that's Come most on. of it's his just like 30% yeah, it. yeah, it's just not even a majority no well, Anti me
2: yeah not women so, yeah.
5: and most of my I'm life pro-lady. is being anti-andy so.
7: it's pro-lady it's like, so. I,
5: during my non-comedy time I'm like ruining your life and then you get to talk about it <laughs> so.
7: yeah, yeah that um, wasn't even most of my stuff
3: well <laughs> but it is so it's an interesting thing to navigate because of course I mean it's not only uh it is real that yeah. you talk about relationships on stage. It's not just like a, what's yeah. the deal with relationships? Like, it's yeah. actually true. Most people do talk about their relationships. And when your relationship involves another comic, mm-hmm. that's like a... It's an interesting thing to navigate. Because yeah. you don't want to throw the person under the bus. Especially if you're doing the same show. But then also, like, a certain part of, like, it's very personal, too. Yeah, we don't really...
7: I mean, we never really... I've never said my wife's a comic. I'll say she's an actress sometimes. Mm. But... um you know, I just don't think it's fair to her also. Like, especially um, if she were to be going up after me, I would never, ever want her to. Yeah. Like, because then who knows what she's going to talk about. And also maybe we, like, I always say that I'm married on stage, but she maybe will say that she's single sometimes just for the sake she of a joke. I
5: feel like I yeah. see a guy coming in the audience beforehand that i think
7: a wrong. cute
3: guy right i will take want your it. ring off and yeah you mail exactly. it home to andy who you've going. already put on. guys andy haynes let's hear it for andy <laughs> awesome so we have one final comic on the show i'm so excited he could be here tonight he is traveling a lot these days and it's it's I've, it's been a goal of mine to get him on the show i have he was already doing well uh, when I started in Chicago, but it's been really amazing to watch all the things that have happened for him uh, over the last couple of years. And so we should give him a wild round of applause. Let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen, for Mr. Hannibal Burris. Working. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: Working.
3: Yeah. Are you doing a lot of road stuff
1: right now? I do a decent amount. decent amount of road stuff. Uh, some clubs and small theaters, music venues. So, yeah, just working while it comes. But are you still,
3: like, mostly, do you think you're primarily in New York these days still? Or are you I'm out not, here as well? Uh, I'm out
1: here, but, I mean, I'm yeah, I, I, New York is where all my shirts are, all of my stuff. So that's... It's my storage yeah, space. But right. I'm not there that much. I'm not there that much at all, no.
3: Are you still doing the Knitting Factory show?
1: I still yeah. have it, yeah. And I, when I'm out there, I do it. Yeah. And If not, I just have somebody guest host that's it for me. That's a fun
3: show and a really small venue to be able to see... I guess that's what's interesting about comedy right now, because when you're out on the road, like you're saying, you're playing
2: clubs, yeah. doing
3: multiple dates. I mean, you were at Zanies in Chicago for like two weeks or, so, or like a month or so. Like you were there for so, you can sell out lots of spots, is my point. Yeah. But then in New York, that Sunday night show that you do at the Knitting Factory is in like a really teeny.
1: Yeah, it's like intimate, packed with like a. Uh, a hundred or so people Packs it out easily yeah. And it
3: is also like They are hundreds of people That are like Sitting on each other's laps yeah. To see the show Which is really fun Yeah it's a, it's a it's good vibe like It's a good cool Makes you feel Makes you feel like People give a shit Which mm-hmm. is really nice And then What are you doing after this? Are you, You're still filming So you're
1: doing yeah. shows at night? Yeah We filmed about Eightish We got out uh, at 8.20 today or so mm-hmm. And then So I try mm-hmm. to do you a spot Over
3: here yeah
1: Yeah I do a spot And then yeah. Head back uh, yeah, I've been. Yeah. yeah, it's just been. It's been short, long days and short yeah. nights. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, you're a hardworking dude. I know that about you, so I'm not surprised to hear that. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to see all the stuff you have come up. Thanks
1: a lot. Thank
3: you. For Guys, Mr. Hannibal Burris, one more time. Please check out everything he does. My name is Hannibal, Animal Furnace, all of these wonderful things. You can check all of that stuff out. Also, that is our show for the night. Let's hear it for everybody you saw. I'm Cameron Esposito. We are here at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. Please come back and see us again. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of your
1: night. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Your
2: Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to land with your hands together. Put your hands.